0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Most of you know that I really like sports, and I played a lot of sports when I was young, and now that I'm an old hacker, I still like to watch sports. But there is something that bothers me about sports, particularly professional sports nowadays, and that is the overwhelming amount of self-aggrandizement that there is. And what I mean by that is you'll have a guy who's being paid $10 million to make tackles and he goes out and makes a tackle and he jumps up and pounds his chest and points to himself, "Ah," you know, like he's the only one. You're being paid to do that. Do your job. Come on. And maybe it's just because we're part of the me generation and we always want attention. People are willing to go on Jerry Springer and look stupid and sing horribly on television and and do things that, you know, your three- and four-year-old grandkids barely do. Ooh, look, Grandpa, look, Grandpa, look, look, look at me, look at me. We're kind of that way. In sharp contrast to this, however, is a guy in today's gospel lesson, John the Baptizer. John the Baptizer was not one to point at himself and pound his own chest. He was the one to point to the Messiah and say, he's the real deal, he's the message, not me. John was a guy who had his uh, job before he was even born. His parents Zechariah and Elizabeth were told that he was the forerunner of the Messiah. And according to tradition, apparently he went out into the desert with the holy men and was trained there from the time he was younger. And he he was ready. He was the forerunner. He was the front man for the Messiah. He knew what his job was. He did his job without fanfare. Did it with humility and dedication and singleness of purpose. John was a guy that, when when we hear about him in uh, today's Gospel lesson from Mark, it starts right out. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And right away we know it's not going to be about John. It's going to be about Jesus. John was a guy that, um, if... If he had been in show business today, let's say, he would have been the second banana. And, uh, you know, the top banana is the star of the show. John would have been the second banana. He was, some of you may remember the old Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Johnny had a second banana with him that sat next to him that set him up for jokes and laughed at his jokes and sometimes was even the butt of Johnny's jokes and that was Ed McMahon. Do you remember Ed McMahon? He was the greatest second banana because he always remembered he wasn't the top banana. He was the one who set up Johnny and when he came on at the beginning of the show and he said, here's Johnny, you knew the show wasn't about Ed. John the baptizer is like that too. You could almost hear him saying in imagination, here's Jesus. And you knew it wasn't about John. It was about Jesus. John is a guy who, if he were playing professional sports, if we want to go back to that illusion, if he was in the NFL, John would not be the star quarterback. He would be a blocking back or an offensive lineman toiling in obscurity. If he was part of the NHL, he would have not been the top scorer. He would have been the top assist man. If he was in the NBA, he would have not been the top scorer. He would have been under the basket doing the dirty work, getting rebounds. And if he was in Major League Baseball, he would have not been the top home run hitter. He would have led the league in laying down sacrifice bunts. That's who John was. He knew who he was and that was good enough for him. I think maybe today when we look at the state of Christianity, I think maybe there are a lot of of televangelists who kind of get off track with this self-aggrandizement, very much different than the baptizer. They start riding around in limousines and taking private jets and being on television and shaking hands with presidents and doing all of this kind of stuff, uh, $4,000 suits and a big diamond pinky ring, and they start to think it's all about them, instead of about the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. John was a guy who was in a transition stage. He went from the people hoping for, longing for, waiting for the Messiah, to the Messiah's here, take a look. And so he was in a a great transition stage in that way. And it strikes me that every once in a while in the Christian church, we have these transition stages. If you look through the lens of the Protestant Reformation, which we did recently uh, on Reformation Sunday, you can see that the church went from underground, illegal sect of Judaism, persecuted, finally became legal, and then became the religion of the land after about 500 years. And then we had the church going on from there, gaining political power for the next thousand years. And then you couldn't tell where the church started and the government left off. And by the time of the Reformation with Martin Luther, people were seeing a church that didn't have its authority won by countless acts of selfless love. It was a church that was, had authority through raw power and political might. And it seems like about every 500 years the Christian church has a giant garage sale and get rid of stuff that's not working. And I think we might be in one of those times right now because people are not flocking to the Christian church like they used to. I talked to some of the old pastors years ago who started up things in the late 50s and early 60s. They said it was great. You could put up a building somewhere And without doing any advertising, the first Sunday you open the doors, 200 people would walk into your new church. That's not happening now. And certainly young people are staying away from the Christian church in droves. Maybe it is because they've seen the phony televangelists and don't want any part of it. Maybe it is because they see that the church is more interested in gaining political lobbies in Washington and the raw power like before the Reformation. Maybe they've been disenchanted by that. I don't know. But I know this, that we're kind of in a period now where we may need to do something different. And I don't know what it's going to be exactly, but the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament lesson said, God is doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? And I'm not sure I can at this point, but I think there's something going on in this transition period. And what it might be, is that people are going to be affected again by the simple message of the gospel as they were at John's time. Maybe young people again will become interested in the Christian church if if we show them that it meets the needs they have. I was talking to the campus pastor at Ball State recently. He said that young people are still very spiritual and very much interested in authentic relationship. They just don't think they can find it in the Christian church. That's where our work comes in. And now they are saying that, you know, that's what they want. And Lutherans, believe it or not, are in good shape with that. We've never been overly hierarchical. We've never been overly emotional. Certainly not going to be accused of that. We have always been relational in our theology and in our practice. And that's what young people are looking for, authentic relationship. However, they are getting their information now in a different way than some of us used to. They are getting their information digitally, online, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, tweeting. That's how young people get their information now. And possibly this transitional tidal wave that we're in right now is going to involve a lot more technology and maybe the younger pastors are going to be better equipped to deal with this than dinosaurs like me. I'm just being dragged into the 21st century by David a little bit at a time. But maybe the younger pastors will do better at this and, and, and meet them where they are with that. We know that the baptizer was somebody who told people that God is coming, not just the first coming, not just his second coming that we've been dealing with through Advent, But he is coming to us every day, and it is up to us to get that message out there. Amen. Now, by the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.